Logos Media's Unspun, episode number 206, season 14, episode 2. This is Han's 49th time, I think, on the show, possibly 50th. I think it's 49th. Last time, Hans, you were on uh, for the uh, 12th anniversary show, and then the next morning they deleted my whole main channel. So uh, we'll have to be more PC this time, I guess. But uh, well, um, my, 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 my channel was 14 years okay. old. Okay, yeah. Now, let's start out with, um, you know, uh, Oracle. I'm into oracular things now, right? Predicting the future through, you know, you can cast the tea leaves. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's the I Ching, Yi Ching, where you cast the yarrow stocks or the coins, and you get hexagram, and 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 so one thing in Iran, um, actually throughout the uh, sort of Persian world, I think even in Kazakhstan is is a fault. There's a poet, Hafez, right? So the this amazing poet Hafez. So Fali Hafez means you ask a question, right? You have a question in your mind, and fall means like casting the runes or whatever. You think of a question. And then you open up the book and you get an answer um and it may be esoteric so i've developed something i bought this book in a train station in um in uh in, in delhi no actually in like somewhere in uttar pradesh in india so you, you didn't have delhi belly that day did you i did not no so think of your question and then we'll uh we'll just get an answer just give me give me a question all right uh when will the Let's go, Brandon campaign, be successful. One of the highest duties of the movement is to make this principle imperative, not only with its own ranks, but for the whole state. Because of this principle, okay, human progress and human cultures are not founded by the multitude. They're exclusively the work of personal genius and personal efficacy efficiency <laughs> that's pretty funny dude yeah, one more one more one more question all and right then i'll i'll reveal this soon. okay i'll ask a question when will i achieve greatness Oh my God, this is effed up, dude. <laughs> if for a period of only 600 years, those individuals would be sterilized who are physically degenerate or mentally diseased, humanity would not only be delivered from an immense misfortune, but also be restored to a state of general health, such as present, such as present we can hardly imagine. If the fecundity of the healthy portion of a nation should be made pra a practical matter in a conscientious and methodical way, we should be able at least to see the beginnings of a race from which all those germs would be eliminated, <laughs> wow. which are today the cause of our moral and physical decadence. Okay. All so right. My that's, old enough, that's enough for that. <laughs> Follow what? Follow Mein Kampf. All right. Okay. Okay. Enough. All right. That was fine. No, it wasn't. Uh so yeah. you're, you're, we're, you're, we're you're, you're trying to get yeah we're live dude we've been live for like three minutes oh, okay <laughs> i told you we were live well beyond let me just positive note right in, in all the the darkness around us these particular modes of fashion or hair have not 
come back. And, and so I just yeah. wanted to show this. As well, you know, we, we've talked a lot about on the show over the last, what happened? Oh, we've talked a lot on the show over the last couple of years, Hans, about uh, how the Nazis were left as socialists. And, you know, there's such an effort by academia and the mainstream media to, to shut down that fact. This guy, uh, Teek, T-I-K, on YouTube, uh, he's done a number of shows exposing Hitler's uh, socialism, leftism, and, uh, you know, how, you know, like the definition of fascism is actually international socialism and unionism, whereas the Nazis were national socialists. And <clears throat> so many people today are duped into thinking that that the Nazis, the Nazi fascism, if you can call it that, or national socialism was American capitalism, you know, and they and then they've they've spun that on to the right and the Christian right. Never mind that Baron von Sabotendorf, who founded the Nazi party, was a was an Islamist. And uh, so all of that got blamed on the Christians like usual. But uh, so you came up with an interesting title for this episode in game schism schismogenesis and net and neural networks so what's what's that all about yeah i just have a title man i thought you had the show <laughs> i guess we're done no um so yeah this is um this is sort of a response i mean of course you, you guys i know you did a show on that unfortunately i didn't get a chance to watch it but there's um you know, this term mass formation psychosis is really being coming out a lot. Um, and because of the Joe Rogan interview, and it, it's, it reminds me, I guess, of the um, proliferation of certain terms or phrases or things like entrainment is one example that people use the term entrainment, they don't understand entrainment, they don't know what it means, they use it in a certain way that because yeah, it has a very definite meaning that's associated with, you know, actual anything from, you know, biophysical processes to anything in nature, right? It's a, it's a process of phase, phase locking, um, which you can extrapolate that to maybe meaning susceptibility to propaganda, but that's not what it means. And you're leaving out a whole range of depth. So the mass formation psychosis thing, which is, a, you know, um, coming from a, a, a lecture from, a, I believe, a professor in Belgium. I couldn't find that uh, clip because I'd seen it, you know, a number of months ago. But basically, what does that mean? I mean, it's there, but then how do we understand this formulation of mass we call insanity? What does that mean? What is insanity? Um, and then it's certain way I'm interrogating this idea of these terms, Hegelian dialectic, right? That is now obviously problem relaxing reaction solution is a real process what does it have to do with hegel nothing maybe you'd say it does but it's it's apps it's not even really a die that's not really a dialectical process there's a you know and that's an example of a type of shutting down like you get a bit of knowledge oh i know this and it's framed that you have these terminology and then what actually you do is or one can do is that this 
thing is like shipped around, bandied about, become sort of a, 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 a physical object of meaning, you end up losing the real sense of what's behind it. And then it opens up the whole thing to being ridiculed and mocked or whatever. So, but I wanted to actually look in my own way at what is going on with the, the schismogenesis, right? Which is uh, from Gregory Bateson's term um, of generating this state of schizophrenia. What is this sort of schizophrenic, which is very analogous to the LSD experience, right? So, uh, you know, when we talked about this stuff in the past, I never thought I would live to be in the full, they just hit the on switch yep. for everything. Yep. Yep. And now you can't escape it. I mean, I wish I could, you know, go back to my hot tub and, you know, my lines of cocaine and my babes in bikinis and just forget about all this. I can't. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, that, that doesn't happen in my house. I have a very, very strict wife. So I have a pretty, I'm sort of like, I, have a, I live like a saint or a, a monk, but um, so I just wanted to you know, just go into this and give a few different interpretations and see how this is not only the, um, the, you know, the mass formation, right? Because again, that term, you say mass formation psychosis. It got stuck in my head too. It sounds like mass formation psychosis means that, you know, you have a group of people, you're going to make them all psychotic. Actually, no, it means this process of massification of losing your individual identity, right? In this um, sort of a collective um you know mass or mass consciousness or movement oh well you know i was just going to there was this funny meme the other day that i came across and here i'm just going to show it here on screen mass formation psychosis is quickly becoming a new far-right buzzword you know and it's yeah and And, and of course you know and you know and it's like joe was a shill for the left to begin with but you know, you you have, and it's it's one of these uh, NVP uh, or NLP uh, memes, but you know, because all of the mainstream media then goes out the next day and repeats it over and over and over that it's a right we ring thing because one guy said it. Now everybody believes that it's a right wing thing, you know, without even thinking further about it. Yeah, and that's why I started out with that sort of. You know, who knows why I decided to do that? I just because, you know, I forced my wife to like or put my books in alphabetical order. She did one bookshelf, but I had that copy of that book. But example, right. So this is, Jan, that was totally insightful. And this is exactly not only here's what's going to blow your mind, which kind of blows my mind a little bit, is that it's not only a way of shutting down the actual dimensions of this massive psychological operation right this massive you know operant conditioning times 10 with all these other levels creating even even you know just the masking social distancing which i'll get into these have major effects especially with children etc okay that's going on but now that whole thing has been turned into a joke and now it's a far-right meme right yeah um but what is going on is actually the process of schismogenesis and what is at the root of 
this the creation of schizophrenia is actually at least according to the macy conference attendees according to um of you know like social sociological generation of schizophrenia which is actually the analogous to the lsd 25 state right crowd control so this is everything we're talking about with the mass culture but this terminology what you have is a rupture in meaning you have um well i will get into this more deeply but i mean because this is a big thing but schizogenesis is where your say your toolkit right to re refer to the external world and your internal sense of it gets this schism right you get this sort of you know dichotomy you know you have ter terms change their meanings terms um you know you your your whole way of forming reality gets sort of flipped on its head and then you have this in, uh, intensive subjectivity um and that's schismogenesis which well, you know like i said it's that probably didn't make much sense but we'll get into that how that works but that's exactly what this is you have mass formation psychosis this has now this term itself is generating with the the way the meetings are flipped around yeah what's it, it's generating the schizophrenia in and, in and of itself it is it is because what we have and, and I, i'm gonna just drop some stuff i should be getting like i want at least 50 dollars to say this 50 <laughs> bucks donation anybody want to throw up a donation come on i don't even have any beer hey, man yeah yeah well look and I, i'm still dealing with this freaking branch in my ceiling everybody see that branch sticking out right there uh, see that well, branch see that lovely isn't it yeah no i'm actually it, it may not seem like it i've actually been really sick here for a week i still feel like total crap and i'm i'm in soap right now i'm you know in soap is incels incels right you know what that is in soap means involuntarily sober so <laughs> I'm, I'm an inso man i'm fucking hey i want to you know in this but uh it, see that term creates clarity inso hey you know inso but but uh yeah you know that's exactly well, you know so and one thing like in my article in theogens what's in a name that i published in 2014 i exposed how psychedelics create hyper suggestibility and then you know, what uh, Steve Jones and I have been discussing, I don't know if you caught last week's show, but uh, looking at how, you know, and I was looking right at it too, but they were remarketing schizophrenia or psychotomimetics to mimic psychosis. They're remarketing them into a mind-expanding and religious experience when it's really a psychotic experience. So that's part of this whole thing. And then on top of that, the drugs create hypersuggestibility in the takers. So, you know, it's a two-pronged approach where they're, they're pushing mass manipulation and hypersuggestibility and schizophrenia at the same time. Exactly. And, and this, is, um, this is something that, you know, we don't... Okay, you know, we can get into the other factors, right? Um, one thing... That, okay, this is my $50 term. Dude, where's my money, man? 50 bucks. Come on. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, just surviving here. But, okay, externalization of the central nervous system. So our nervous systems have been rewired into our electronic media world. Okay. It, it even, 
Pokemon Go. Those that was exactly what we're living in now. The Pokemon Go shows we did, you know, back you know when that was happening. That is exactly. I mean, that was a beta test for COVID, and one of the many, many uh, the Corona, right? The crown of the uh, the the the, the Kilifot, the crown of the Kilifot, the rule of Satan on Earth, the complete subjugation of all humanity. That we're almost through all the stages of this inverted tree of life. At, you know, we're almost at the final, you know, the final, uh, you know, sphere of that, yeah. basically. But, um, sorry, I lost my thread there. So, so the, you know, the Well, corona, the inverted, inverted tree of life. Inverted, yeah, inverted tree of life. So this is, um, there's so many factors, right? But our nervous systems are turned out, right, with social media in a certain way the the experiential state right the lsd experience that psychedelic experience through the constant actual entrainment right the entrainment of the music around us right you look at the music we can go to in the video um but we also go into just the rhythms the social media right so 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 all of that is becoming what you and i exposed what fives six, seven years ago in the uh, Music Mind Control Psychobiology series. But they're they're expanding it out from music to the whole of the cultural system. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah. And let, let's see, though, this, this is where the words and the meanings are so central, right, to this process. They discovered, um, see, the double bind, right? That's not actually the causal factor of schizophrenia that is you have a process you know you know someone says one thing and means another that's that happens to anybody i mean that whole thing is cover fallacy of equivocation yeah it it, it makes people think oh it's a double bind well the double bind the catch-22 anyone can experience that at any point in their life and not become schizophrenic what creates schizophrenic phrenia or part of it is this destabilization of the inner map of reality the external and this constant shifting of meaning and how we interpret the world or not interpret it right and this is Pavlov. well this is and this is the new normal they told us which was a a rand corporation term what did i did research on that they had created that term in like 2003 or 4 or something like that and had it parked on the shelf ready to go and now you notice for the last eight, 10 months, they totally quit using that term. And then, uh, you know, just creating this, this new reality that is, and it's, you know, the denial or the schism from reality is what causes schizophrenia. Exactly. And, and so the cybernetic model right this is what has been employed deployed right and let me just read a bit this is from uh the original uh text um this is a uh, cybernetics um okay so this is yeah uh, i have that book sitting uh circle circular causal and feedback mechanisms in biological and social systems that's exactly what we're seeing circular causal and feedback mechanisms so circular means what we have our our loops right these are loops these are closed systems these are and then feedback mechanisms 
but these are causal. So that means to inject something into the society. For example, injecting mask wearing, okay? Injecting that. And then you create feedback mechanisms, biological and social systems. That's what we are. We're a biological, we're biological, cognitive, I'd say spiritual as well. Um, but so one of the fundamental things is this language and meaning. And um, I'll just read a bit here. Again, this is from QB. In communication between sane and insane. Um, so here we go. Quote, um, early in life, however, something of great importance happens to the development of the symbolic representation of abstraction. Later in life, the same thing can occur in the process of falling asleep, in the process of waking, in the dream itself, and in the hypnagogic reverie to which we are subject from early childhood. In these states, symbol, symbols become primarily visual rather than verbal, probably because they had originally been predominantly sensory and visual before they were verbal. These symbols represent more than one thing. They are multivalent. Furthermore, under certain circumstances, a symbolic represent, representative, representative becomes dissociated from what it represents. That's what we're talking about. Symbolic representative becomes dissociated from what it represents. And these are encoded either in early childhood or in, you know, dream states, liminal states between sleep and dream, hypnagogic state. What's a hypnagogic state? It's when you watch your television. It's when you go on your electronic device. It's when you go into social media. You're entering into a trance state, right? You're being transcoded. And your nervous system is being externalized into this electronic media, right? Um, we go further. Um, okay, the symbols are multivalent. Furthermore, okay, becomes dissociated with the, what it represents. And psychopathology starts with this dichotomy. That is with the dissociation between the symbol and what it represents. Let me read that line again. These symbols represent more than one thing, however. They are multivalent. Furthermore, under certain circumstances, the symbolic representative, so in this case, symbolic representative, which means that, this, you know, that means like, say, um, the term, right? We have our term um, mass formation psychosis. That's our symbolic representative, okay? That's our symbol, which is tied into images, is tied into whatever, um, okay? Um, becomes dissociated from what it represents so it doesn't mean anything now right it means it's a right-wing catchphrase on one side then it means also probably a lot of people think oh this is a way they make a bunch of people psychotic at the same time yeah. but actually it means that there's a mass formation people are connecting to a hive mind or a group mind but anyways um okay it, um furthermore under certain circumstances the symbolic representative becomes dissociated from what it represents and psychopathology starts with this dichotomy that is with the dissociation between the symbol and what it represents it is my working hypothesis that the neurotic potential out of which everything that is neurotic in human life and human behavior develops arises precisely here this is universal because we have not yet discovered how to avoid or limit this fundamental and basic dichotomy in early life. 
Okay. So that's the cybernetics book. Yeah. Yep. That's yep. Page one twenty, I believe. Oh, I'm just wondering where I put it. Anyway, I'll have to pull that one out again. Steve Mercer says a world full of floating abstractions. Yeah, but really what's going on is that so our sort of our mode, um, our experiential selves, right? Who we are um, is connected, linked, grounded with the way we see, understand the world with our minds, we experience it with our bodies, the way we have our, we call primary experience, there's primary and secondary experience. So I'm using these models, right? Just like Kurt Lewin, pronounce it right, another 50 bucks, just kidding. Um, <laughs> okay, um, but um, so in that same way, these things have kind of, people don't talk about this stuff anymore, right? I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm sure people Except know right about here on this show. Yeah. Schizmogenesis. This is what is happening is creating schizophrenia, but it's mass schizophrenia and it's massification in, we call it, it's not even, well, of course, of course we have this, all this stuff is ongoing, like real time. We have our, our riots, right? Our BLM riots. Yep. Um, we have our um our social distancing um I'll, I'll i'll go into the the psychological effects of how you interact with space how you interact with other people and what that does to your brain these things they seem small but they can cause psychosis these are looked at as early childhood factors in the generation of schizophrenia so um, what we're going to see in 10 15, 20 years is a massive explosion in adult schizophrenia and uh, psychopathy. Well, I think we're living in it. I think it's already happening. I think that this what about world... what, what about when the masked school kids grow up, though? You know, after they've been forced through that trauma and conditioned to wear this stupid mask to be safe from an invisible monster. Yeah, well, this, there are, let me, let me just, I'll show you something, like, real quick, okay, this is, like, goofy, but I'll, it's not goofy, what the fuck, it's good for your brain, right, so you go like this, left hand, right hand, touch your earlobes, like this, left hand over right oh, hand, yeah. you go eyelids, yeah. eyebrows, and then you do your lips, then reverse, boom, brain reset, the, just that connects all these different neural pathways, I mean, I feel... I feel great right now, man. <laughs> that was free. Um, come on, guys. Give me... No, I'm just kidding. I don't care about money. Man, this lighting makes me look like one of those black-eyed babies. It's, music... it's just got a little bit of red tinge from the w reflection off the walls. It's all right. Okay. I hope people don't think I'm like a lizard person or something. I well, saw you know, David Icke was... You know, if we had him on, you'd be a lizard but uh, so 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 we, so we've hit so far just a few points, but these are I think very important. Is that okay? So what we have is sort of um, so the original thing, which is actually a really good presentation by this uh, you know psychologist talking about how what's going on, right? Th this behavior process. Um, one 
aspect being free-floating anxiety. And so you get to attach it to something. But then we have this sort of the formation of the collective, of the hive mind, of the group mind, but very particular and essential point must be understood. So the, the group mind, you know, the hive mind, when you're out there riding, like Jan, I'm sure you're out there with the BLM, go BLM. I was out there, you know, throwing Molotov cocktails, whatever. Well, man. you know, you're, uh, you know, I think aren't professors and whatnot kind of required to participate in that stuff. Oh yeah, man. It's fun, man. They bust us <laughs> out there. They gave us a little line of meth, a little two to meth. Go no, I'm just kidding. I stayed inside. I, I did, I did. It was an interesting period in time just to go. I like going to kind of dangerous areas sometimes. So I did kind of circle around. It was, I'll tell you the truth. Like I didn't, I was like, heck with that. I'm not going to go into that space. Yeah. I didn't go out at all into that stuff. Yeah. But that's, but that's a kind of a mass formation, right? Where you have a riding crowd. Yep. What we have here is a mass formation with a total process of the individual being closed off, right? So the schizophrenic becomes trapped in their own symbolic, you know, misrepresentations. The schizophrenic is essentially trapped in their own mind, right? But so you're basically in this prison of your own mind. I got this friggin' Adobe update. I don't know why that came. But so you're so it's like, but there's still a mass, right? So this is a communitarian, the social, the communitarian social, which is really it's a disembodied social, but yet it is embodied in the um, you know, in the edicts of this community, which usurps the individual. You're no longer an individual. Your individuality is your your sort of your inner mind right and that's where we go in the neural nets and i'll show this video clip but so and that's it's what that's what humanism is isn't it yeah but this is what's really interesting it's you're generating schizophrenia which by its very definition is where the individual is what jerry talked about when we did our uh you know yep. you know and laying the dead to rest series yeah. he said in the future we'll all be connected to virtual reality we'll wear these suits and we'll have sex with people that we don't even see we'll create our own languages our own music all in our heads then we can interact with other people in our totally imaginary virtual worlds this is the future that they want for us but it is a mass formation because you're joining this collective this dissociated disembodied community which is like community guidelines community standards youtube facebook everything community what is that community the community is this non-binary dissociative world where you are electronically permanently put in this purgatory of and just regurgitate your own fantasies while your base consciousness is completely pre-programmed because you're just part of this hive so any individuality you have is just simply the reflections of your your basically your mind bouncing off this this prison shell this is like this is like everybody's becoming like the the un cameron you know patient this is this research with not you don't have to give everybody lsd you don't have to do it with 
attaching electrodes in people's brains you do it through the media you do it through social interaction so you know that just made me realize so who hans created the personal computer and all of this stuff who was behind that you know you had uh all of you know the merry pranksters james fadiman created the uh pc mouse you had uh Oh, who was it? Not Bertrand Russell. Was that? I don't know. I've got other books back here behind me who came up with the idea for the personal computer. But all you had all of these MKUltra people uh, that actually were working on the Stanford Research Project, et cetera, to create the personal computer. So they must have seen the schizophrenia and dissociative effects of the drugs and then thought hey, let's create a machine and then we'll network these machines together that cause this same dissociative schizophrenic effect. I mean, because how would you, how else would you have such an overlap between the two? And then you had Dr. Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, whom they did their experiments at Harvard on, and then he comes out and tries to blow everybody up for doing this stuff. And then he writes his Unabomber manifesto trying to expose it all. You see where I'm going with that? Oh, absolutely. And, and this is, um, you know, the one thing that, that I have to say is that, I mean, I, since this started, right, uh, I don't know if we did, you know, the, the COVID thing. You know or corona right so corona again means crown right the crown the crown but this is where solve a collagula right this is the alchemical processing of humanity to the final stage of just being you know complete robotic slaves to being basically human sludge or being whatever and the rule of satan but this on those these us which is you know not the elites the elites of course through this process are going to ascend to the highest where they become god and this goes into the ai you know the whole ai universe this metaverse is the their crown but this happens through this inverted you know that that picture um of the, the guy you know with the, with the two the two tree of lives and yeah. one is up and he's so we're in the inversion so this is what is occurring and it is exactly is coming manly palmer hall's book for those who are wondering yeah it's exactly coming out of this research and all these different projects and it you know the funny thing is that it, it, it's you know now we can talk about you know remote neural manipulation um voice to skull technology um you know different frequency stuff i mean that is going on for sure to a certain extent in different areas um but here's the thing is that you know to do that when you target a large group doing that you risk you know it you know you can have people break out of it it becomes very you know you can target an individual person but this is a way to do it almost without you know you use the music you could do it it's like you don't need invasive surgery you don't even you can tweak it and add your you know your elf you know extremely low frequency weapons or whatever but people do that to themselves you create the, the title of that book 
causal circular feedback mechanisms. You're right. You have causal mechanisms and in feedback loops, you, you basically, the population starts doing it to themselves. Once you start the process, you just, you know what I mean? And it's, and it's happening before our eyes and it's so, so amazing. Um, so, so, but it's very, there's so much material on this stuff. Like a lot of this research has been, um, you know, forgotten. This is another great book, The Hidden Dimension, Edward T. Hall. Um, I'll just read a quick quote here. Um, there is a general relationship between the evolutionary age of the receptor system and the amount and quality of information it conveys to the central nervous system. The tactile touch systems are as old as life itself. Indeed, the ability to respond to stimuli is one of the most basic criteria of life. Sight was the last and the most specialized sight to develop in man. Vision became more important and olfactation less essential. Okay, so basically what we're doing, what they're doing is using, so what we have is this primacy, right, of this visual um, space, right? We're reducing tactile interaction, reducing social interaction. Our sense of identity in physical space is being removed. And then we mask, right? We hide our faces. We, this does, a, this has a huge effect on the brain. This has a huge effect on how you see other people. This has, a, you know, besides the, the physical, you know, breathing in your poison oxygen. Right. Well, yeah. And I had done a whole thing on that, but there was a uh, paper that I had found and people can look this up. Uh, Re increasing the CO2 intake actually increases uh, fear. You know, you have, you know, I forget the article now, and I wrote a paper on it. I, I posted on, on Facebook, and it was up for several weeks, and then, and then all of a sudden one day they gave me a 30-day Facebook jail, even though it had been up for several weeks. But, uh, in fact, let me see if I can find that uh, paper. And uh, you can you can go ahead and take over while I look for it here, Hans. Yeah. Well, this um, you know it hits so many different er levels or areas, right? But one of the things is uh, that sorry, I just found it. Sorry, it's uh, my article is why mask wearing is anti science, anti health, anti logic, and child abuse. And then uh, uh, let's see. You know, it's I've I got all of this this stuff in here about uh, how kids wearing masks they they test the masks and they're hideously uh, dirty. But then there was this study. Um, hold on. Oh, geez, where the heck is it? There's this study by these these couple doctors who found that. Uh, oh man, I, I've got the paper here, but I'm just looking for the. Oh, Adam Zyman and Jason Allen have shown that the amygdala is a chemosensor that detects carbon dioxide and acidosis to elicit a fear response. What they have seen over the last year, what have we seen over the last year but an increase in fear? Coincidence? But, you know, so this re reduction in oxygen intake from people wearing a mask and breathing their own waste back in is actually 
increasing the amount of fear that people have. Well, that that ties in perfectly because um, um, this is exactly what I was going to uh, look at um, crowding. And okay, this is looking at the generation of stress. And um, so let me just read this real quick here. Um, so it is possible to speak of vital needs as payable in sugar for which, so this is a chemistry of stress, right? And so what's, this is affecting the, uh, the endocrinal system, the organs, right? The hormonal system, right? Central nervous system operation. These things are, this is why it's analogous to something like LSD, right? What this is doing. Um, so real quick here on stress. So this is a, a metaphor for stress. Um, it is possible to speak of the vital needs as payable in sugar for which the liver acts as a bank. Routine withdrawals are handled smoothly by hormones from the pancreas and the adrenal uh, medulla, which acts as paying tellers. But the top level decisions, whether such as whether to grow or reproduce, are reserved for the bank's officers, the adrenal cortex and a pituitary glands. Stress, in Stiles' view, amounts to an administrative flap among the hormones and shock results when the management overdraws the bank. Um, and it goes, let me just finish this here. If the banking model is gently dissected, it reveals its first and most important servo mechanism, a remarkably bureaucratic hookup between the adrenal cortex acting as a cashier's office and a pituitary as a board of directors. Infection and injury are common forms of stress and in directing controlled inflammation to contract them, the cortex draws cashier's checks on the liver. It keeps going, but I think it's interesting, of course, using the metaphor of banking, but look at that. Um, I don't know if that made sense, right? But these hormones, so we have our pituitary, which is where's the, where's the test going, right? Our pituitary in our olfactory, right? Right up here, right here behind the, you know, by the nasal cavity. So this is basically um, destabilizing. It creates, this is, um, you know, as he says, it's a, um, what's that term again? Um, it's a servo mechanism. So it's a servo mechanism that is a servo mechanism of the body, right? So we're being mechanized, we're being robotized, we're getting this stimuli, right? We've been, the mass humanity has been so, say through the music, through all the cultural stuff we did, now through social media, now it's going real time with this entire operation, full scale on the entire population and trying to permanently change humanity forever, right? This is not a, you know what I mean? This is not a, this Aldous is like, Huxley's final revolution, as he called it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we can come back to this and get more into the, like the neurochemistry and all that, because it's pretty complex. But um, do you mind if I, uh, let me just show this uh, clip here, which I thought was really fascinating. And we can see sort of our future, right? As it's envisioned. And this is by, uh, you know, one of the top uh, technology companies. So it's not, it's not me. You know, this uh, conspiracy dude freaking out. Wait, where's my link? Hold on. Okay, here we go. And um, so, wait, da, da, da. doing all kinds of weird Well, but crap. Hans, you know, 
All you have to say is the word or the term conspiracy theory, and then, you know, the audience doesn't have to listen anymore. So you and I, you know, we're conspiracy theorists, right? So therefore, anything we say is debunked by by your typical person. Come on, dude. Okay, so can you see you can see yeah, this, right? It's, it's up. Yep. Okay, so we have synergizing five tech domains. This is about six G. Okay, five G's convergence with cloud AI computing so application will accelerate digitalization of all industries and pave the way to a digital society. With this, um, without this convergence, five G sixty cannot. Okay, cannot proceed. Now let's just check out this video. So, wait. So, so this, okay, well, well, let me go to this video. Where's my video here? On this page, let me get this. Okay, here we go. So check this out. Radio communication turned its first page when Marconi transmitted the first radio signal across the Atlantic. With the endless frontiers of wireless spanning 5G, we start wondering what 6G would be like. 6G will serve as a distributed neural network for future intelligence of everything. Network sensing and native AI will become two new usage scenarios to fuse the physical, biological, and cyber worlds, leading to an era of connected intelligence. 6G will provide universal high-performance wireless connections with speed comparable to optical fibers. Terabits per second peak data up to 100 gigabits per second user experience and sudden millisecond level transmission latency will enable truly immersive human-centric experience further integrating terrestrial and non-terrestrial networks we can see let's cut that off because uh you know i don't want to get dinged for going over 10 seconds there on the uh, share Okay. You know, because you know, if you play more than ten seconds of something, they're gonna they're gonna jump on me and they're gonna delete the whole dang video, dude. Well that's a it's an advertisement commercial video though. Do you think that that works? Well, I don't wanna test it. Thank you, uh Jonathan McIntosh for the twenty pound uh donation there. And thank you, uh Boru. Much appreciated. Let me cut this and share screen off here. Um I'm still sharing, right? Okay, how do I end share? Let's see, and then am I still sharing the screen? No. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, um, well, what do you think about that? And it, it goes further. Um, well, you know, what gets me is what makes these people think that all of this is such a good damned idea? What makes them appeal to their own authority, their own self appealing ad veracunium fallacy that? we should all uh, be going along with this plan and you know and then they're forcing it on the entire on the entirety of humanity at at, at the same time it's it's ridiculous you know and they, and they have no idea the the greater impacts and the, you know and these people gates whatnot uh what's his name from google they probably uh won't even participate in it themselves what do you think, Hans? Yeah, why would they? I mean, it's, um, you know, basically this. So 
I mean, what we have here is that, you know, it's not, the thing is that the generation rate of this, so we have a mass formed, right? We have, because of this threat, you know, we have all this fear, um, all this stuff, you know, destabilizing, you know, mental stability creating, and then you have actual vectors. You have the vaccine, you know, you've got mask wearing, you got, you got graphene in your masks, you've got, you've got all this stress, you've got economies collapsing, you've got, you know, divorce, alcoholism, suicide through the roof, right? Now you want to activate the embodied, implanted neural network control grid where your consciousness is basically fused into this permanent virtual reality. Um, it's like a permanent sort of Pokemon Go that's interpolated you know over the actual world and then you know you can it's it's a prison you'll never be free it's like your mind is trapped in this and then with the schizophrenic break where you can no longer access primary reality right you're completely lost in your own inner subjective symbolic stuff your words don't connect with anything your your sense of the world and action in that world is severed and then you're tactile you're you're very important for your neurological your self-well-being is your interaction in the spatial environment interacting with other people that's all being shut off you have a just only a visual primary stimulus you're basically being regressed back to the womb, right? Yep. It's like a de-evolutionary process yep. with cybernetic servo mechanisms. And then they're going to turn on this network and those, I'm, I'm going to swear, uh, no, I stopped myself because I said that. Okay, these motherfuckers think they can control <laughs> everything that you do and see. They're going to look out from your eyes. You cannot even have a private thought. And the 6G, which is not mentioned in this video, I'd love to show more of it because it's showing how social interaction is actually powered off of. It is literally a biocomputer. It is, John Lake talked about the biocomputer. It's powered, every human being becomes a living biological cell for the 6G. So we become transmitters and antennas. What it feeds off of? Negative emotions, stress, anger, fear, rage depression that's what powers 6g believe it or not, i'm sure and then you have your external inputs of course from your satellites and everything else but it's literally it is literally like a parasitic invasion of human consciousness and human biology that they want to be permanent that's why i use the word end game it literally is the end game this is the end this is the permanent rule of Satan over man, if this happens. Because Satan, in fact, is the dissolution of real life, of nature, of natural impulses, of the virtues, of the higher self, of the higher expressions, right? It, you know I mean? It, it's, you see that as, you know, you go through, um, you know, the uh, sort of, you can do the occult path or whatever, but you go through, you gain this power in the world, but you're becoming bestialized, right? Yep. Now, of yep. course, the as happens in all the occult organizations, the ones on the top are feeding off the 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 the, the bottom, you know, the the cattle at the bottom. But uh, I don't know what you think about that, but it's 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 amazing that this is even happening. I can't believe it, this is mainstream, man. You know, I mean. It, 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 you know, this is going to, they want this to happen by in the next two or three years. 
what actually happened. I don't know. But um, what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, you know, I think you're right. You can see it. And uh, I think that the 60s counterculture, psychedelic revolution, everything that we spent the last decade exposing. I mean, geez, you came on the show the first time in 2009, Han, so over a decade ago. That was different, dude. That was when we were both uh, in the zone, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when, when we were both woke, right? Yeah, we're woke and we're doing shrooms. and we're, well, Yeah, and now it's like, uh, you know, well, when you and I were doing the Music Mind Control and Psychobiology series, I started, you know, sitting there editing those shows for hours a day, day in and day out. I, you know, looking up, putting in all of the citations and everything. It was hard not to see all of the uh satanic stuff in there and then i started going well you know if these people are satanists which they obviously are you know then you know what was i missing here and people are like you don't actually believe in satan do you and it's like well it doesn't matter what i believe they are acting on it you know and that's that's the main thing of all of this is you know, these people are creating this, this satanic overmind or hive mind for Aldous Huxley's final revolution where they enslave humanity for the last time, you know? You going to say something? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was... <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm zoning just, out. <laughs> no, no, I was I'm meditating on uh Well, you know, and thanks to Lee and uh, Boru, Jonathan, uh, Matthew, and uh, let's see, Giuseppe and King, or Giuseppe and King uh, Ravana, all for your donations during this episode. I hugely appreciate that. So go ahead. You, you chime in now. Yeah. So this, um, you know, like I said, we can get into a lot of details uh, to understand how this happens. But, you know, when you look into it, um, you know, what happens, for example, we have the, you know, the disabling of the, you know, the, the frontal cortex, right? It's our ability, action, agency, all this is being diminished. Um, and so the generation of this schizophrenia um, through the schizogenesis, right? Through this destabilization of meanings. I mean, look at, um, you know, look at, look at everything. Look at the critical race theory. That's a perfect example. You know, that completely, you know, it, it it's, you know, there is no more reality, right? We're in the postmodern world where you create your own reality through your own, um, imagination um and I, I can i let me just show this movie trailer real quick um and, and I, I'll, I'll keep it short unfortunately we couldn't this stuff the commercial stuff they ding you on copyright for that too huh they you get the copyright ding even for um for well um, i just don't want to get the copyright ding because okay they'll, okay. they'll take yeah, the yeah. damn uh, show off or or whatever i just don't want to risk it Anything that goes over 10 seconds, you're risking. Okay. So let me just play this real quick here. A part of it, this actually was set set uh, set in Ohio, um, believe it or not. But 
I'm just trying to get to that. Okay, let's see. Okay, here we go. Yeah, so I should have a, about short clip of this. So here we go. All Check right. this out. This is share screen. So that when this movie uh, came out, right? I, I definitely watched it because, like I said, it was um, the uh, Spielberg thing. Um, and yeah, it's it movie is is. You gonna share is. screen? Yeah, yeah, it should be sharing. It's not sharing. Oh, here we go. Okay, share. And then here we go. But he died when I was a kid. My mom too. And I ended up here. Columbus, Ohio, yeah! My tiny corner of nowhere. There's nowhere left to go. Nowhere. Except the oasis. Jeez. Except the oasis. In other words, go into the transhumanist world. Wow. Whole virtual world. And they got their Depeche Mode and your your uh, your uh, Back to the Future car, DeLorean. Mm. Jeez. Wow. If you're watching this, I'm dead. I created a hidden object, an Easter egg. The first person to find Okay, well, so here, li- listen to this, Steve Mercer, and thanks for the five, Steve. He says, Krona uh, is the sun rays, Delta is the triangle, Omicron, the 15th letter is the circle, the all-seeing eye. Yeah, well, well, notice the, uh, and if you noticed in that uh, 6G, you have this gold, this triangle, right? This pyramid going into people's brains as people become fused into the the metaverse, right? That's what this metaverse is. Um, So the metaverse is, um, you can check out um, Ray Kurzweil talking about this, right? So every single object, every, the IoT, Internet of Things, the IOB, Internet of Bodies, Right. That's what this is. So everything they want to incorporate everything into this vast AI supercomputer. This is how they create God. So this is when I say satanic, it literally is, you know, Luciferian in that they're going against nature, creating nature. They're they're, they're creating an inversion of nature to to trick everybody or to mind control everybody into thinking that this. AI transhumanist world that they're creating is the real reality. So it's an exact inversion. They're literally inverting the whole world and they're trying to pull us all into this transhumanist world. And who created the term transhumanism? Julian Huxley, Aldous Huxley's brother. You know, yeah. so it's. Well, that, we're sorry, Aaron, but yeah, so I don't forget. Like, so we did that kilofot super interesting but you look at this inverted gobbler so you know when you get to the you know the highest sphere which is you know the rule of you know satan over the lower humanity which is what we are well the elites get to live in this the real world right the full paradise they have the whole world everyone else is you know in their ai infused completely controlled you know prison where you can't even have your own thoughts and every you know you can't even see the world around you anymore you just see what's you know programmed and how you interact everything track traced 
total surveillance, complete remote manipulation. Um, you know, you're, they can just flip the switch and you're dead. I mean, you know, um, and that is what that is what is planned for us as we, you know, as you know, in and it's not that far off. And, and they've shown the feasibility because it's almost that you can actually almost create this anyways, right? Without even turning on the uh, you know the remote um, you know uh, your bio uh, you know bio computing neural nets and all that stuff that enfold in the body go into your dna go into your interstitial fluids that turn you into this big transponder and you're just your body is you know wired into the machine and it's just like you know they can tweak it and do whatever they want i mean most people i don't think it, it doesn't probably work properly that's why half most people are dying but that's what they that's the future that is and then one part of this is you take all the sparks right all the divinity, all the, the joy, all the creativity, you extract all of that from the lower humanity, right? As you bestialize humanity in your alchemical process, right? So the, the mages, right? The, 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 the sage, what do you want to call it? The, those on the elite and the other side of this tree of life are converting, melting us down into nothing and then extracting whatever you know what I mean? Whatever beauty, creativity, good, kind, love, all that is being extracted. It's going to be completely siphoned off into the the virtual world. Does that make sense? Yeah. So your yeah. whole life, it's like buying a property in the metaverse, right? You, you spend all day playing a computer game. Your life force, your life energy is being extracted. It's going into this unreal Well, that's exactly world. what... <laughs> That's exactly what they what we said that they were doing with Burning Man. You get people to spend uh, all this time all year long to build this object that they're going to take out to the desert and burn so that they're not contributing anything to the long term of their life. It's all this short term and then go into the desert, set it on fire, and it's gone. And that's exactly what this... This uh, computer game, you know, you're putting your energy into that, like you just said, that's exactly what that's doing. It's the exact same thing. Yeah, the distinction being, though, that, right, this will be, I mean, ideally, um, there's a video from Walmart, right, with you shopping, how would virtual shopping is like, you know, and so basically, you're going to be, you're going to have to do anything, you're going to have to plug into this AI interface. Mark and the beast. So let me ask you, you think this, uh, this, this thing that they've been forcing on people to go to the doctor and get, do you suspect that that is preparing people for this? This, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. oh yeah, for sure. I mean, this, this is the, this is the end game. I mean, this is happening. This is happening right now. Um, it's, it's going through various stages. Um, you know, I can, there's, you know, all these different forces, factors, even the variant names, um, you know, this is the, this is, they're going for broke. I mean, they have 2030 is basically it, right? They want the trade. I mean, they're, they're going on a, on the fast time scale. Is it going to happen? Sorry. What was your question on? Well, um, no, I, well, we, I was just asking about, uh, this, this, uh, I, I don't even want to say it because I don't want them to flag the show like they do everything on YouTube. But, uh, you know, going to the doctor for things that people go for three, four, five, ten times now to get. 
well, of course, of course. I mean, that is, um, this is the, you know, basically um, what you have. So, you know, you go back to that, that trailer for the 6G thing, but it's a fusion of biology. It's fusing human biology, human organic reality, consciousness into machine and into externally controlled cybernetic systems, right? Servo mechanism, turning you into a schizophrenic machine, which is what uh, capitalism and schizophrenia, Deleuze talks about this, which is crazy. He talks about these machines, like all these, like, you know, this is what is happening as we see around us. Absolutely. That process of going to the doctor, first of all, you know, that is, you know, that is modifying your basic self so you this is literally true it's not a conspiracy theory but if you, if you look at um i know about this from india right where they tried to copyright like turmeric or basmati rice they've been around for thousands of years well it's international law if you change any bit of that genome you own that life form you own the corn right that's why if, if you have a gmo corn you own that if you do that to a human being literally you are now complete property you are you are owned. You are, you're a product. You know, you don't own yourself anymore. You, you're, they own you. They have your full rights to your entire organic reality. But every time you go back to the doctor, depending on what level of payout you're getting, right? You, you know, you can die, you can, you know, whatever, but those that survive are getting, they're working on modulating the doses to build up the you know to build up these um you know biocomputing bio interface systems right that they can they're lodged in all various organs of the body the brain everywhere and then going through the visual visual cortex and completely you have your mouth closed off your mask you have your visual cortex now is your only <laughs> your only entry point boom there you go that's um you know, have you seen that the photo from the virtual reality? I love this uh, picture, but yeah, so, I don't know if I answered. Well, they're preparing everybody for the AI, uh, you know, goggles and all of that too. With that, you know, yeah, and I think that they're trying to make it so you know they're trying to actually do it biologically. Right. So it's almost because when it's biologically implanted, it's permanent. You can't turn it off. You can't take the goggles off. The goggles are your own optical cortex is wired in. That's going to take some time because it's, you know, I guess I don't think that. I mean, part of this is that this is so insane, right? This is literally, I mean, you know, I'm not making it up um, that, you know, uh, what's his name that, you know, the, the transhuman guy. What's that guy's name again? Who, Julian Huxley. No, no, that the um, Ray Kurzweil. Kurzweil, yeah. I mean, he talks about this as as man because this is how man becomes God by integrating everything into this vast computer system, right? So everything is digitized. But, but you know, but here's the thing: is there's still reality outside of that. They just want us to abandon reality so that they can play God. Well, absolutely, and they want to control everything, including. But they also want to control all other biology. I mean that's the thing that's the insanity of it. They want to they want to do this to every life form. Um, let me just uh, I don't 
I want to watch out for the videos here. Um, man, like, look at Mark Zuckerberg, though. He, he, I don't think he's human, dude. What do you think he is? <laughs> I don't think he's going to go there. I think so, he's a... So pretty spoon, pretty spoon, pretty soon. Here's the thing, Hans. So let's go all the way back. We haven't brought up. God, can we ever get through a show without bringing up a damn Huxley ever, ever, ever? So uh, let's dude. go all the way back to Julian Huxley's paper, The Tissue Culture King. I had to go to Princeton personally to get a copy of that paper and spend a couple weeks digging through their archives. But that is where the term tinfoil hat comes from. So, you know, eventually we're going to be at a point where you're literally going to have to have people, you know, you're going to be wrapping yourselves in, in tinfoil to keep this this crap from uh, getting to you. I mean, you know, so suddenly that, you know, from what we've discussed in the show, that in eight years' time is no longer going to be conspiracy theory yeah i mean and i'm sure that um it's um you know it's ongoing um i'm just trying to find this image uh i can't find it uh okay but anyways um yeah you know i mean you can see that well there's a picture of this virtual reality conference right and zuckerberg's strutting through there and everyone has these glasses on everybody is like the that's literally the future. I got to find this picture. You know what I'm talking about? Um, it, it's just, it, this image is exactly what's planned for us. Um, when you see it, um, uh, I'll try to find it. Of course, it's not coming up. So this is, yes, yeah, but it, this is literally, um, you know, what? Let's see. Okay, here we go. Got it. Okay, let me show this. Um, wait, no, nah, it's not. Shit. Yeah, I have to zoom in and hang on. Okay, let me share this. So check this out. Um, so this is what what we are. Like, okay, so here's the this is some stupid video. Let me just uh zoom in here. So look 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 at this photo right here. Okay, wait, how do I move this over? Okay, I don't know if you can see that very clearly there. Uh, you're not sharing it yet. Oh, I'm not sharing it. Okay. Um, okay, so so this is... Um, that's not it. Okay, is it sharing? Is it showing Zuckerberg? Yeah. So you see Zuckerberg, right? Yeah. Walking. And then look, look, everyone is there. Virtual, can you see that guy's face? Look how he's frowning. Yeah. Frown. That's the future. This is humanity. That's the God. Right, they they're the gods. They've recreated man, and now here's our here's your life, you know. And then you are literally, I mean, there's not going to be any freedom anywhere. And this is, um, and they that is, but that's you know it may seem like an innocuous picture, but that is that is literally where you're going to be. You're going to be you know strapped in or these things implanted in your brain, and your whole biology will be controlled manipulated remotely in your little smart cubicle eating your soil and green um you know listening to like led zeppelin maybe now they'll probably even get rid of classic rock it served this purpose right <laughs> anna says if zuckerberg was fake he wouldn't have man boobs 
I don't know, man. What do you think? I like, I mean, I think th that makes him human. Otherwise, I, I, I just can't. He's so confident. The Zuck, would you, would you love to hang out with Zuckerberg and just drink a bottle like in Russia? Do you have one bottle of vodka? These two guys sit there. You have to finish the whole bottle and just drink it with uh, the, the smell of the pickle. Just you and Zuck just knocking back a whole bottle of vodka. Hey, That'd be fun. <laughs> As long as there was a Model 1895 sitting on the table so that we had to play Russian roulette, too, and every drink, you get a spin of the that that seven-round uh, cylinder there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll just do my last screen share. I just want to share this here real quick. So this is, this is basically <laughs> horrific. This is what's coming back. Um, <laughs> so, so look at this. I mean, <laughs> this is... This is our future. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Look at that. <laughs> it looks like dog ears. It's the fryer look. <laughs> it's God. Oh, boy. Can't wait. There you, go. you can try that. Roll that. Rock that one, dude. Yeah, dude. I'll, I'll rock that. I, I could do that one. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, good grief. That's that's the face of the future, man. This is the future, man. No, these styles are coming back, man. Seriously. So this is um Well, I, I've been like you know, we're <laughs> we leave that up. I've been seeing the uh nasty eighties high jeans, uh high high jeans. High women's jeans back but you know if the if those hideous skitty man jeans you know disappear man those i've never seen anything look so awful those is those skinny jeans in the man bun dude if she's available right now check i call her <laughs> oh yeah there we go the punk <laughs> oh, oh god. okay enough of that all right so that that's over but uh you want uh, to unshare no, but... screen there Yep, please. Done. Um, so that was a. No, I got a bad haircut. I was trying to find something to look like it. So that, that's the best I could yeah. do. But um, no, but that's no. Actually, you're right. No, the '80s fashions are coming back. I mean, the, the, those jeans that just look terrible. You know what I mean? Like, unless okay, if you're like you know a six foot tall supermodel, they may look good. But for any normal female, they really look awful. Um, <laughs> and that's. Well, especially, you know, obesity has gone through the roof since the 90s and those 80s styles, you know, people were relatively healthy. If you look at photos of people on the beach in the 70s and 80s, you know, obesity was almost non-existent. Now, every other person is, uh, you know, obese. So that's that's not going to be a pretty scene, you know. Good grief, well, that's. Man. Well, that's another part of that schismogenesis, right? So, for example, you make these, you know, uh, basically unattractive women, right? That biologically, no offense to women that maybe feel they're unattractive. I'm, I'm not, you know, this is nothing personal at all. But, uh, you, you know what I mean? So you make that an object of beauty, right? You keep inverting these things. You, you know what I mean? You force people to have this, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, you have yeah. like the... You know the fat swimsuit models or the you know whatever um well, and, that's well, and then they normalize obesity rather than bringing people back to health but that's a whole other issue 
Yeah. Well, then it becomes a victory, right? Someone then it said Jordash jeans in the chat. Exactly right. Yeah, but then you have this, you know, with the inversionary pyramid, right, of critical race theory or wokeism, right? So the when you invert the pyramid, of course, the white man is at the bottom. Yeah. So we're like rocking the like the white male, you know, Christian gun owning person is like at the the that you know parent is at the very bottom of right. the well and then the that way it's eugenics so that people can take themselves out but then you have moral relativism you have uh everything else that goes with it and and you know you have certain groups and people can look this up on google excuse me or wherever look up global iq rates and look at the uh images of the the maps where it's laid out there and you can see that Different cultures have different IQs. It's just a fact. It's not racism. It's just a fact. And then when you re- look at those IQ maps, you can see that half of the people in those cultures are dumber than the number that it shows there. So, you know, it's uh, you, you have to create a system that's easily controlled. And you have to, you know, every every socialist genocide, you know, and we started with, Hitler's hyperbole, but every socialist genocide starts with demonizing a certain group. So now they're going to demonize conservative Christian uh, white males who believe in protecting the family and the community. And, uh, you know, and and we've seen that going on for four or five years heavily now. But with the the riots and all, uh, really extremely. But, uh, yeah, I mean... You know, you could see that stuff coming a mile away. So the next, the next genocide the left will commit will be against white Christian or you know, well, just you know, conservative Christian males. That will be the next genocide, and I've been saying this for for several years now. Yeah, well, and you know, well, I I saw that photo of you in church recently, Hans. You better be careful. Maybe you want to take that photo down so they don't know that you're a. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Would you have this? You know, but you have the inversionary pyramid, right? So, the more oppressed you are, right? So, if you're obese, you're trans, you're gay, you're this, you're that. You have the more power, you have the more status, and not only that, you create reality, right? So, one of the tenets of this theory is that your sense of oppression is you know, the privilege, right? White privilege is there because you believe it's there. You know, you're, you have microaggressions, you have all this stuff where there's no longer any rule of law, there's no longer rule of facts, there's simply rule of emotion for those who have, and this is actually, you know, they have these scales where they, you get your, how oppressed you are, right? How many, how many things, things against you? I'm, I'm gay, (laughs) trans, bi, you know, um, fat, I smell bad. I don't know. You know, I, I, I would, I don't smell bad. I'm just, <laughs> this is not me. I'm just saying like, <laughs> like they, that, but that, you know, that, so they're going to have a scale and how, how much, how much victimization they can create in themselves will create for themselves a higher score in this new transhumanist uh technocracy system it's literally there so so it's all yeah yeah so it's all victim culture so if somebody can you know 
pretend, you know, they're the opposite sex and then be obese and then be homosexual and then be, you know, trans uh, species and then be, you know, a a pedophile and then be all of these different things, Uh, a, a feminist, a you name it, all of these things will add up to the, their social score, their social credit score. And if you're a cisgendered white conservative Christian male, guess what? You know, you're you're the oppressor. You know, and then the the you know, the Islamists will be looked upon as poor victims as well, even though, you know, you have to completely ignore every one of their their books to believe such a thing. But um you know, so all of this stuff is going to create this inversion of of society based on victimhood. Yeah, no, and that's that scale is already there, and this is part of this schismogenesis. For example, um, you have your you know your transgender swimmers, right? The transgender athletes, you know, breaking women's skulls open. You know, it's like. But even though it's there, you have like the abutting of something that's just not true. This is this is not a body of a woman, whatever you want to. But there, there, it's going into actual, you know, real time primary reality. Well, it's like when you see these bumper stickers on monster trucks that say "I identify as a Prius." You know, that's the sum of it all. You know, and that's but that's throwing the whole thing back in their face. But that's what it's going to be. It's whatever you identify as. And if anybody points out to you that reality proves otherwise, you are going against the what's the word you used the earlier for the community standards. You know, those are the, you know, Facebook's, YouTube's community standards. So therefore I can, you know, identify as a, you know, drive a monster truck, identify as a Prius, say that I've gotten the jab and all of this other stuff. And if you say otherwise, basically what we have to do is use their freaking retarded inversion against them at their own game. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know, somebody just wrote uh, dystopian hell. Well, you know, that's what Aldous Huxley, who who is the key architect of MKUltra, you know, his brave new world is a dystopia. But, you know, it's for the elite who are engineering this stuff. It's their utopia because they're enslaving the rest of humanity once and for all. What do you think, Hans? Well, no, absolutely. I mean, this is, uh, you know, uh, you know, I think what's interesting is that, you know, again, that this psychological, you know, you're doing all these techniques, and, you know, and you're actually really affecting the human nervous system. I mean, you know, this is unprecedented, you know, so, like I said, it's almost like, you know, the Pokemon Go operation showed that people are willing to step into voluntarily. What was that five years ago, you and I exposed that? Yeah. That but that is the rollout. That's contract tracing. Also, that is that is six G. That is the that shows that showed that they were ready to run this operation. 
um, which is, you know, uh, and I, I, well, okay, let's, um, I'll say a few minutes, like some solutions, I think. Um, All right. And, and if anybody it. wants to support the show, throw up donations, ask your questions as we wrap it up here. Yeah. And uh, I do, I got some books left. So please, uh, Hans Utter at hotmail.com. If you want uh, books, I promise I'll respond to emails. I know I've had issues with emails disappearing in the black hole. That's not going to happen now. I think I got it all sorted out. But yeah, a few, few hardcover um, books left. But, um, you know, in terms of solutions, you know, first of all, because, um, you know, this is, you understand the architecture, right, of what's happening, how these things, even though they're subtle, can also start to erode your own sanity, right? And I, I didn't get into the material, the the social generation of schizophrenia. This stuff is, you know, it, it, it is affecting all of us, right? Um, but if you're not aware of it, it becomes an unconscious stimuli. The positive side is they're really working on the level, you could say just like sort of the music, social interaction level, on the mental level, on, you know, obviously the masking is creating a, you know, thing, but, you know, it's possible to extract yourself from that, to see that right now, it's still really on that psychological plane. So in order to defeat that, I mean, you have to really, A, defeat it in yourself, um, I think, requires one like an awareness of how my my chair is like my chair just started like going everywhere <laughs> um but uh, you have to see this how this operating in yourself in your own life um and i think it's really important to to reach the highest level of integration you can to cultivate virtuous action to cultivate the positive qualities that you have to this it's you know, literally one level, it's like soul extraction, right? It's like you're signing the contract with the devil, but they want to extract your soul. You have, this is literally the, the consciousness, even beyond your body and brain. That's what they want to put into this artificial universe. So you have your higher values, your, you know, your virtue, your courage, your compassion to develop that to use this as a time to really reach this highest level in yourself. Um, mind training is very important. It's very important to learn how to work with your mind, your states of consciousness, how, um, you know, say, uh, which I think this guy's great, Herschel phenomenology, to be able to take in experience, to understand how you're experiencing that in your own brain as in the own world, to really clear your mind, be able to focus your attention completely if you need to right to really be able to, to be aware of what's happening um and we're gonna have to increasingly have to be able to differentiate what our own thoughts and moods and experiences are and what are things that are being externally inputted right this is what all the targeted individuals have dealt with for years right voice to skull but i think as this ramps up with this 5g networks with all this other stuff these types of influences of emotional states are really going to start to hit hard on people too so by personal development um and then also networking community networking really they're envisioning the great reset you, you know we have to envision creating our own local networks local supply chains as much as possible 
you know, to be able to, um, we can use a lot of this infrastructure technology. There's a lot of ways to work around, you know, you can have small transponders, create small, you know, you can create your own networks, you know, they're not gonna be localized or even a statewide network. Um, there's so many things, but connect locally if you can, you know, I, but it's really, I think you have to find that highest part in yourself um, and really be careful and, and I think these spiritual qualities, I think it is the way out is has to almost be spiritual. You have to really rise to the next level because on this plane, you know, on one level, you could say it looks like they pretty much got this in the bag. You know what I mean? It, hopefully they don't. I'm not saying they do. I'm not saying the technology works like they think it does. Um, basically, human beings can't live in a virtual world. You, you get a massive headache, right? It screws up our whole you because know, you're getting all the stimulus from these, you know, very limited points. Um, so you're basically, you know, you're fracturing your brain, right? You're creating the schizophrenic shattered self. You, you know, it's very hard to live in that. Um, it's like being like a junkie, you know what I mean? Like a junkie lives only for the drug. You got to break that addiction. Um, and there's definitely, you know, I, I, I don't want, uh, it depends on my mood and what's happening. Sometimes I'll be more positive on this and others but i mean we're all being affected but we can make the change we are still not totally enslaved right it's still psychological level this is the window when that goes down with they really throw the roadblocks down if we end up like australia you know and you know what i mean and they eliminate cash and all that shit that's that's where we got to prepare but basically right now I think we can push it back because it's on the consciousness level, really. Even this 6G stuff, it has to be accepted. You have to sign the contract with Satan. You have to give up. You have to abnegate, right? You have to wallow in your negative emotions. This is where you must clear yourself and cleanse your heart and really be your day-to-day -day life. Really take that as sacred every moment, every day. The people around you, you know, create a positive influence. Okay. So. <laughs> well said, boy. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, that's, that's clearly where we're at, you know, it really is. And, uh, thanks, uh, Boru for the, uh, hundred dollar donation there. I really appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks for everybody who contributed during tonight's show um helps uh counter the uh $2,500 deductible i have to pay for the dang uh tree in my ceiling hi tree <laughs> pretty cool though i like it yeah, yeah well you know it was a six thousand pound tree on top of my house i'm lucky it didn't destroy the whole house it's rather amazing that it didn't honestly so uh when are we going to have you back, Hans? It's been it's been over a year since you've been on. That's probably almost the longest stint, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad I made it through. Like I said, I, I've been. I still feel totally sick. I mean, I, I was able to get through the show, but it, it's it's fun, man. I, yeah, I haven't done any of this stuff, so probably soon. I mean, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't, of course, hit all the material. We could do another well topic, but um, you know, yeah. anybody else who's covering uh this kind of material is i don't think so i mean i i, I kind of tend to find my own formulations of some of the stuff 
I don't know if they are. I, I, I see a lot of, you know, there could be, I'm sure, um, you know, I mean, I know people are probably covering, you know, I mean, the transhuman and the COVID stuff. I mean, a lot of people are covering that, but uh, um, this is a little bit more metaphorical. So this particular thing, the schismogenesis, I've never heard anyone mention this in this context. Um, and so I, I, I know someone may be doing it, but I'm not, I don't know who. So um, I just, you know, I came up with the title. I was like, I better find some material, man. <laughs> well, you managed to fill an hour and a half pretty well. Any uh, questions in the audience tonight? Anyone? Anyone? Somebody asked where I'm at. I'm in the Southern California mountains on the rim of the world. And uh, let's see. Yeah, someone said, check out the game Second Life. It kind of describes what we're going into. We talked about the dystopian hell. We talked about victim culture, blah, blah, blah. So it looks like we're pretty well caught up there. Uh, Bew says, check out Patrick Wood's work. I don't remember if I've checked. Technocracy Rising, yeah. So he's got some good stuff. But yeah, he does technocracy. That's his, his thing. Uh, technocracy. Uh, there's some things he doesn't cover um you oh know, but give it get sorry before you finish that also give out your uh, email for the book again okay yeah hans at hotmail.com or um sacred music 769 at gmail.com you may put that in the chat sure uh, i may be talking faster um i'm typing uh hot your hotmail address okay i'll put in um but uh, yeah, no, I, I appreciate it. I like doing it. Um, I, I think it's, it's, it's important, um, you know, to, I mean, you know, I wish, man, I'm like, I wish, you know, we used to talk about this stuff. It was, uh, I think I spelled that right. Yep. So, um, so, you know, it's like, I, I never imagined I'd live to see this day though, where all, this stuff is all happening. Right. Um, and I think by knowing about the roots of this stuff, I think we have an advantage you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, in terms of analyzing it, because I think when you understand the processes, it's possible to rewind them and unwind them, and you can see exactly what they're doing. You know, and again, it's it's that it kind of blows my mind. Um, but things that seem simple, you know, actually have really major, profound psychological impacts, right? Like so, that exercise that just stimulates different sides of your brain. This net, it actually. You can do this, you know, this also stimulates you put your hand uh, hand on your navel and then right between your sternum and you just do these circles. This also, this uh, disconnects neural pathways. It just seems like, you know, that feels good. Oh, yeah. That's good. But but um, it doesn't feel that good. But it does, it resets your brain. You do it while wow, you get refreshed, right? It's doing stuff neurophysiologically. By the same token, you can do things that are going to damage your brain when you and then when you add the fear you add the adrenal stuff you add the, all this stuff it's it's really sad man what this is uh it's doing and, and it's they're going for broke i mean they literally want to control wipe out you know probably five billion people and keep the the rest as uh you know robotic slaves living in a, a virtual world where you but you're completely controlled you have there's no part of your consciousness or body that belongs to you yeah uh, you're no longer a human being because uh, the freedom is what makes a human being right you know what i mean it's yep. other so and they've inverted freedom as well <laughs> oh yeah yeah freedom you know 
that Frank Zappa says, uh, that has that song, freedom is where you don't have to do nothing or be nothing. I want to be free, you know, but it's like free like the wind, but it's idea of freedom is that you become free by what, you know, you go, you go to your rave, your rave, you know, you take, you know, you enter into the cybernetic mind, you have, you know, all this photic driving from light waves, you join this group collective consciousness, you have this seems like a great experience. Why? Because we want to expand beyond ourselves, right? In but in the real world, right? You want to grow yourself, your spiritual self, your physical self, you know, what I mean, then you get the sense of going beyond yourself when you connect with things. But in this case, you're just connecting with, you know, it's like a connection of a disconnection, right? You're connecting with the shit in your mind, you know, the babe dancing there on E. Oh, I feel so good. I'm on E. Yeah. Thanks, oh, Robert and Forty. And then you're sucking your neural spinal fluid is drying out. And guess what? You're you're becoming from the real world, you're becoming more and more isolated, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. what happens with LSD, right? You you go to this space, transcendent space, and in your real life, it's like sucking all the marrow out of your real experience, right? You know, you know, people have been like almost addicted to LSD. You probably know people like that, right? Yeah. I mean, what are they like? How would you describe that? Well, you know, back in my 20s, I used to do that crap often. And, you know, you, you feel, I don't know, what what's the, you know, disconnected, dry, uh, like you're, you're just not all in it, you know. And, uh, you know, that's why they sold that from psychotomimetic and schizophrenogen. There we go. To mimic psychosis and to generate schizophrenia those were the two original names and then uh, hallucinogen but uh, that's why they remarketed them from that to psychedelic and then to entheogen and then in 2014 i remarketed them to uh suggestogens because they clearly cause hyper suggestibility but you know at the same time in hindsight now i'm saying that we need to reincorporate the terms psychotomimetic and schizophrenogens into suggestogens. <laughs> I don't know how you accomplish that because it's, it's actually all of that. And, but, but they, they had to seed the idea or plant the idea in our heads that, that this psychotic break was a religious experience and therefore ayahuasca, LSD, mushrooms, et cetera, are good for you. You know, and you go back and, I've talked about this many times on the show before. You go back into the ancient Aztec reports, and they're using this stuff to prepare, you know, they're using the mushrooms to prepare their their slaves for human sacrifice. So why why did the left, why did Gordon Wasson, Terrence McKenna, Carl Ruck, Jonathan Ott, you know, Timothy Leary, all the rest of these MK Ultra frauds, why did they omit that that was a death cult? And then sell it as this new religion. And now we can see why. Because of this, this ability to hyper-suggest schizophrenia. Uh, what were you going to say, uh, uh, the creation of the word? No, it's psychoschizophrenogen. Psychoschizophrenogen, there you go. Schizoids, for, yeah. Schizoids. Whatever, I'll come up with yeah, something. Emma in the chat says, all ayahuasca shamans are egomaniacs. I would agree with that. You know, the, 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 the biggest narcissistic jerks that I come across 
regarding my work are all people that are involved in the psychedelic community. And they will sit there, you know, psychedelics are of the earth. God created them. Therefore, they can't be bad. As if, you know, there's no such thing as poisonous mushrooms or poisonous things from the earth and, and what whatever else. But, uh, you know, they think that because they're from the earth, they can't be used. They can't be psycho schizo uh hyper suggestogens or whatever the heck and that it's all it's all just you know glory and good times and god created it therefore it's the real religious experience i mean i've heard that same stupid argument probably upwards of ten thousand times and every single idiot that repeats it thinks that they're the first ones to ever bring it to my attention it's like no you're the first one today or this week you clown but you know i've i've been working on uh an article for years called uh uh what's it called here i'll show it on screen here teonanic or flesh of the gods teonanicotl and the uh aztec mushroom death cult and right in the beginning of the article here i talk about how uh you know the biggest attack on me is uh, from people who, uh, you know, one of the most common arguments I hear against my research on MKUltra and psychedelics is because mushrooms or other various psychedelic plants come from the earth and are older than the CIA, they therefore couldn't possibly be used or misused by the CIA, and therefore they, the drugs, are the true origins of spirituality and religion. You know, I've been working on this article five, for probably five years or more. That's how long that little line has been in there. So obviously five, six years ago, I kept hearing those people say that nonsense too, but they don't think through it all, you know. And even even Gordon Wasson in his Mushrooms, Russia, and History talks about mushrooms being of the devil and uh, and for possession. So anyway, well, that's I mean that's one of the primary things is that this is um, uh, you know you're basically opening yourself up, right? So this especially in ayahuasca, at least the Santo Daime, I've told that story dozens of times, but that, you know, really freaky experience, you know, where, oh, just let the spirit possess you. And you're seeing all these spirits coming out of the vortex and going to people's bodies. Um, you know, there is an ask, you know, whether or not you want to believe it, I think, I think there's probably is an astral level, right? That as astral levels talked about, these aren't spiritual entities. They're in a quasi almost you know non-material space but there's this is where all this stuff is happening this is where the harvesting of consciousness is happening and this is where the sort of astral space this disembodied world this is what people think the clear light is right of leery oh i'm going into the clear light well that clear light i mean maybe a few people have actually you know taken lsd once and they're totally enlightened for the rest of their lives you know i don't know but that clear light is actually the false light, right? That's yeah. the Luciferian light, but that's yeah. also going into the mirror, right? You're going into your inner mirror. You're just gazing at yourself. It's like you the know, inverted tree of life or tree of knowledge that we discussed yeah. earlier. Yeah. And so the problem is that, you know, you can, maybe you can see something really cool. I mean, I knew people that like they couldn't mow the lawn unless they were tripping. Oh man, I got to take some acid. I got to mow the lawn. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Like that's, it, but you know, you get your glimpse there of whatever higher state, even if you reach a real higher state when you're tripping, how does that affect the rest of your life? You come back down from your trip, you're going to want to get back there again. Are you going to get back with the next trip? No, you're going to get lower. 
you what you're doing you're you're derealizing yourself as a very astute comment from the one listener said the shamans they actually they're they're the gods of this domain right so this inner domain of psychic experience right which is available to you if you become integrated right if you, you can reach these kind of experiential planes naturally you know if once you're you know in very good health and your body and mind are integrated you can see a sunset you're going to have that you can have that experience of that you know that ecstasy whatever in daily life but that you have to reach that by cleaning yourself with this stuff you get you get all these visions or whatever and you're just you're going further and further into this you're basically trapped in your own mind or maybe in you could be a group mind right like the merry pranksters they were doing lots of one of the experimentations they did was generation of schizophrenia right so they were seeing how to generate schizophrenia in hapless participants you know like ken kesey owsley you know whoever you know that you know you got a lot of the useful idiots right that are maybe still high up but you've got people they're running these experiments right they they experiment with sympathetic telepathy creating a hive mind right so they did lots of stuff getting people to fuse into a group mind right with the merry pranksters that's that experimentation um and that's the massification um you know as opposed to real connection real community not communitarian community right and so you know the virtual world and the lsd experience you know the, the social media the likes all this stuff they're very analogous right this is like a similar process that is um inculcating all of humanity and then just as if say you know you have abusive parents or something you know you're a high school kid and you escape by taking lsd and listening to pink floyd right yeah. i know my my next door neighbor did that he was a g he literally had a genius iq um used to you know his parents had a bad marriage father was abusive would take lsd he ended up from going to like a top college he's now you know uh, i don't know if he's he's just a total alcoholic works on cars you know the guy just just turned became just like a zombie you know, basically, um, but that was his escape, right? The same thing. You were afraid of COVID. You're afraid of this. You know, you're you know you're depressed. You're gonna go into your virtual world. You're, you know, you're gonna take the the medication that may not be good for you, and you're gonna dissociate, right? And so the mind, you know, when the mind is being traumatized, right? You know, when you have the, I didn't get into the MPD stuff, um, and I'll end on this. This gets kind of deep, but. You know they have sort of the model right of how you fracture the personality usually based on this grid actually based on um actually a Kabbalah also that's in there with you know the, the techniques of fracturing the personality for the mk ultra stuff um and that's what's happening to humanity but when you get that intense trauma right to fracture your mind there can be a feeling of ecstasy you may feel like you're floating in this beautiful space that's like the trauma, right? Of you have the mass, you know, look at the drug cults in Mexico. You know, you take mushrooms and kill people. They that that uh that one drug lord dude, or he who is used to do all these human sacrifices. There's a movie on it, right? I mean, that stuff's ongoing, man. Which They're one still was doing that? it. Um God, I forget Wasn't the name. Uh, El Chapo, was it, or who was it? Um, this was this guy, he was um he he was actually like more of a a, a voodoo doctor, right? 
Um, he was involved in a cocaine trade, but he was very prominent. He had like even the president of Mexico, he would do these human sacrifice wow. rituals um, and, and huge. And he was immensely wealthy. Um, but basically these two American tourists got kidnapped, were sacrificed, it got investigated. Finally, it was discovered and they found like all these bodies because one of the guys well, working for him. Uh, but but, but, but I mean, that, this that what you're describing, that was the traditional Aztec mushroom cult religion. So let me just interject here. And one of the first people I ever had on the show was uh, Dr. or Professor Neil Whitehead, and he died over a decade ago. But uh, he wrote, shamanism is a burgeoning obsession for middle, the middle classes around the globe. Its presentation in popular books, TV specials, and on the internet is dominated by the presumed psychic and physical benefits that shamanic techniques can bring. This heightened interest has required a persistent purification of the ritual practices of those who inspire the feverish quest for personal meaning and fulfillment. Ironically, given the self-improvement motivations that have brought so many into a popular understanding of shamanism, two defining aspects of shamanism in Amazonia, blood, i.e. violence, and tobacco, have simply been erased from such representations. Such erasure is not only a vain self-deception, but more important, it is a recapitulation of colonial ways of knowing through both the denial of radical cultural difference and a refusal to think through its consequences. Now, before I throw it back to you, Hans, um, there is, uh, you know, some of this stuff that Gordon, uh, that R. Gordon Wasson whitewashed in his work, uh, you know, he, like uh, Diego Duran. Let me f see if I can find that here. Um, but uh, uh, Wasson does this whole whitewash of all of Diego Duran's work because, uh, and here's Wasson citing Diego Duran. The sacrifice finished on the steps of the temple of patio bathed in human blood. They all went out to eat raw mushrooms, yada, yada. And then Wasson continues on. Uh, Duran's tone here seems so out of harmony with what he had previously said that were we not dealing with the holographic manuscript in his own hand, I would ask whether we had to do with an interpolation of some priestly redactor, blah, blah, blah. But then he goes on to talk about how white men couldn't properly interpret what was going on. Well, if we go down, if, if we pull up, and then Rolf, Rolf Singer, one of these uh, ethnomycologists, tried to expose that the Aztecs were using the mushrooms to prepare their human victims, and Wasson attacked him and left his name out. It took me quite a while, and a guy in uh, France, Marcus, found that. But... If we go to the original, and then I'll pass it back to you, Hans. If we go to the original passage that Wasson just cited there, it says, and this is from Diego Duran, uh, History of the Indies of New Spain, page 407 in the English translation. This is from the 16th century. When the festivities had ended, Montezuma seated himself in the supreme place, the divine seat, the place of the gods, and the war captives were brought out, all of them were sacrificed in honor of his coronation, a painful ceremony. And it was a pathetic thing to see these wretches as victims of Montezuma. It had become as common among these people to sacrifice men on feast days as it is for us to kill lambs or cattle in the slaughter. I am not exaggerating. There were days in which 
2,000, 3,000, 5,000, or 8,000 men were sacrificed, and their flesh was eaten, and the banquet was prepared with it after the hearts had been offered to the devil. With, uh, when the sacrifice had finished and the steps of the courtyard were bathed in human blood, every went, everyone went to eat raw mushrooms. With this food, they went out of their minds and were in a worse state than if they had drunk a great quantity of wine. Uh, they became so inebriated and witless that many of them took their own lives with their own hands. Under the strong influence of these mushrooms, they saw visions and had revelations about what uh, about the future, since the devil spoke to them in their drunken madness. But Wasson, to make that argument, he had to uh, truncate this entire first paragraph here because where Duran says, I am not exaggerating, didn't fit with the uh, J.P. Morgan Bank, uh, Gordon Wasson uh, spin that Wasson was trying to uh, portray there. Go ahead. All right. Yeah, I know that. That's awesome. Let me just get some water. You keep just keep going for a minute. Oh, well, <laughs> you should have grabbed water then because I, I was... wanted to hear. No, it was so interesting. I wanted to hear the whole quote. Oh, that, okay. Well, so, yeah, but anyway, that whole thing, you know, and, and there were numerous other quotes about the Aztecs using the, the drugs as a death cult. And I have exposed some of these before on the show. I don't mind uh, showing this stuff uh, on screen here. Uh, Jacinto de la Serna here goes on about the mushrooms. But, uh, you know, this is the Florentine Codex here, and, and I've read many of these before. Uh, one of noble lineages, a follower of the exemplary life, a taker of the good examples, example of others, a seeker, a follower of the exemplary life. The good noble, the good one of noble lineage is a student, teachable, indoctrinated. He follows the exemplary life. He offers, he sets forth the exemplary life. The bad one of noble lineage is a scandalizer, a flatterer, a drinker, besotted, drunk. He goes about crazed. He goes about eating deterostromonium and mushrooms. He becomes hmm. vain, bra- uh, he, he becomes vain and brazen. And then the lewd youth. The lewd youth is a madman. He goes about, and of course, all of these quotes from the 15th, 16th century, all of these quotes have been entirely misrepresented by the whole of the psychedelic community. It doesn't matter the professor, the writer, the researcher. I am the only one who has dug down and gotten the primaries out of the whole field. And that's why they hate me for for showing this stuff. But uh, the lewd youth is a madman. He goes about drinking crude wine, a drunkard, foolish, dejected, a drunk, a sot. He goes about eating mushrooms. He goes about demented. He is restless, dissolute, Shameless, presumptuous, lewd, tattling, wicked, a vile brute, brazen. He is impudent. He consumes his inner substance. He is vain, proud, debauched, a pleasure seeker, a libertine, revolting, filthy, vicious, a keeper of mistresses, a talker. He lives in concubinage. He is given to pleasure. That sounds like what, Hans? What does that sound like? That sounds like, you know, you're... Any, um, that sounds like any hippie you've ever seen, any deadhead, any hippie you've seen in the last 50, 60 years. Well, absolutely. Um, and let me just show this. Uh, um, I think this is advertising. They're not going to take it down because this is a, this, a, this, a, this a little bit of this trailer for that movie I was mentioning. Um, 
and so this is I definitely recommend this. So this is um, take it out of really, really, so and I just remembered something. So again, this is totally completely true story, um, and it's really fascinating that the share screen's not okay. Cool, yeah, yeah. So basically, though, when they were kidnapped, right, they were tripping. They were on mushrooms when they got taken to for the cult, the human for the human sacrifice. So, and that movie has got like uh, it's one of those movies. It's got I think it's got like you know like one or two stars. It's actually a great movie. It's better than ninety nine percent of the garbage. But you know, you research that guy, man. He, it's you know there's way he's way more they found like you know he killed like thousands of people um and this stuff though just to clarify um you know there was a guy uh, in, in the middle ages um in the 14th century um and his name will come to me i can look it up real quick but he was like this duke or whatever in france he murdered like about a thousand boys he kidnapped them he got in the human sacrifice there's been this thread has been running as an under subtraining undercurrent for thousands of years yeah we, what, we call them you know pedivores and whatnot you know well this goes the fundamental principle and this yeah, goes into the it ties into ai transhumanism why because you go back to the chaldean ancient chaldean mystery schools you know pre-christian you know, the really ancient stuff this is coming out of the whole point is you want to rest you want to wrest the power from God, right? You by inverting nature, by sacrificing, you know, by eating flesh, by debauchery, by whatever, you want to become God. This is the This is why you know, exactly why Jesus was supposed to be the last sacrifice. Go ahead. Yeah, no, but this is the whole point, is that this thing of both the um, you know, the the the, the transhumanism, but also the desire to escape right you know you're going to take your lsd you're going to take your going to your virtual reality um and, and and you know as you said that was such a great description from that text you become selfish you become lewd you be you don't have any boundaries you're a pleasure seeker you consume your own vital essence yeah that's you're exactly on yourself. It. you're feeding on well, yourself th this is exactly why gordon wasson and carl ruck and terrence mckenna and all of the rest of the frauds and the whole psychedelic ethnomycology arena have omitted these texts you know 
And you know, when I when I got a copy of the Florentine Codex and looked these these things up, you know, John W. Allen, another one, they would, if they cited them at all, they would take a single little line out of that. How, you know they were a pleasure seeker or something like that. And then would omit the whole text about it, destroying their, uh, their, uh, being, you know? So, you know, the whole thing is the whole promotion from night, from May 13, 1957 onward in the, in, in life magazine that kicked off essentially the, the counterculture through Gordon Wasson, Everything since then has been a false presentation. You know, like Maria Sabina is promoted as this mushroom saint. What Gordon Wasson did was go out and interview a whole bunch of drunk, illiterate people, uh, indigenous people from Mexico. And from the estimates, it appears that he cobbled together anywhere from 12 to 16 different people's reports from all over Mexico and then mashed it all together and then put it on Maria Sabina and created the whole mushroom cult and put her as a saint of it. And guess what? Maria Sabina was a devout Catholic, and of course he omitted that too. So... Yeah, the the whole the whole thing is a fraud. Uh, everything that they promote about it is a fraud. The ayahuasca stuff is a fraud too. Well, I mean, and that's um, you know what? Maybe we'll do another show. Yeah, we, it's, on. we're we're right at two hours right now, so we should probably yeah, yeah, wrap yeah. it up. I won't go, I won't go to the, the schizophrenia and social factors, but yeah, no, I mean this um, like that that Santo Daime man. I mean, because you know, like I said, my brother who's dead, he passed away. Um, he got, you know, he was, he was a priest in that thing. I mean, I, it destroyed my brother, man. You know what I mean? I lost, he was like my best friend. He's gone forever. When, when did he, he die? He died June of 2020. So. Wow. Um, I, I didn't even know that. So that was. Yeah. So it was, to me, it seems it was about a year and a half, but yeah. So no, he, um, he, he was way into that, man. You know, he had, he had friggin' uh, mulch bags full of ayahuasca and stuff, Jeez, but geez. But he's, you know, he's not with us. He's, you know, but he thought he was invincible, like all, you know, the thing. But I, you know, I saw people, you know, I mean, like I, I, I just to check it out with him. Like I said, I went to some of these rituals. Um, and he was. Well, deep you said in, you had seen uh, Baphomet in one of those rituals. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but I mean, there's people that went nuts, right? There's one girl. She, I mean, multiple people, even people like some of his friends in that circle I met. Several of them are permanently insane now they're locked in metal well, and a lot of the uh ayahuasca stuff is uh you know they put scopolamine in the ayahuasca and uh which is devil's weed whatever but that's what really causes people to uh lose their freaking minds on that stuff just you know what and people call me the damned uh, agent for exposing all of this stuff and telling people not to take it well you know if you know, if it's outlawed, it's outlawed because they don't want us to get to it. No, it's outlawed because in 1965 or 66 or whatever, Timothy Leary himself went to Congress and requested Congress to outlaw it so that he could have a good youthful rebellion with illegal substances because, you know, they changed the name to uh, psychedelic right about then for marketing purposes, as I exposed in my article uh, in Theogen's What's in a Name. 
But if if Leary had gone out trying to promote drugs called schizophrenogens and psychotomimetics, the whole damn thing wouldn't have worked. And uh, so, you know, here's here's for those who don't believe it. Here's Timothy Leary before Congress. And then we'll wrap it up after this. Uh, And this is from the uh, uh, from Congress from 1966. Senator Dodd, don't you think that the drugs need to be put under control or restriction? Dr. Leary, pardon, sir. Senator Dodd, let me rephrase my question. Do you feel that LSD should be put under some control or restriction as to its use? Dr. Leary, yes, sir. Senator Dodd, as to its sale, its possession, and its use? Leary, I definitely do. In the first place, I think that the 1965 Drug Control Act, which this committee, I understand, sponsored, is the high watermark for such legislation. And then uh, Larry continues, yes, sir, I agree completely with your bill, the 1965 Drug Control Act. I think this is the, and then Senator Dodd, that the federal government and the state governments ought to control it. Dr. Leary, exactly. I am in 100% agreement with the 1965 Drug Control Bill. Senator Kennedy of Massachusetts, so there shouldn't be, and then Dr. Leary, I wish the states, I might add, would follow the wisdom of this committee and the Senate and Congress of the United States and follow your lead with exactly this kind of legislation. Senator Kennedy of Massachusetts, so there should not be indiscriminate distribution of this drug, should there? Dr. Leary, I have never suggested that, sir. I have never urged anyone to take LSD. Ah. I have always deplored the indiscriminate use. So you get these people and they'll cite McKenna, oh, well, you know, the psychedelics are illegal because the man wants you to take coffee and alcohol and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, McKenna, he's... He's just a genius and, you know, and all this just nonsense. No, they're outlawed because Leary went to Congress. Leary worked with the CIA. He went to Congress and he requested that psychedelics be outlawed for the MKUltra project to kick off. Now, uh, here I'm going to read this quote really quickly for those of you in doubt. <clears throat> I proceeded as an intelligence agent since 1962, understanding that the next war for control of this planet and beyond had to do with the control of consciousness. Yes, he answered strongly, I was a witting agent of the CIA. So you work for the Central Intelligence Agency, I asked. Is it the deputy director of plans you work for? Who makes out your checks? It's Mm -hmm. none of your business to know how those things work. I'll answer you no questions that have to do with business. I'll answer you any questions about history or people. Walter Boert interviewing Timothy Leary. And who was Walter Boert? The husband of Peggy Mellon Hitchcock of the Mellon Banking family that funded the Grateful Dead's first album. Her brother Billy, Billy Hitchcock LSD Enterprises, gave Leary the Millbrook Mansion so that Leary and Ralph uh, Mesner and... Dick Alpert or Dick Ramdass and uh, the Merry Pranksters could all do their human experiments on everybody coming through Millbrook, New, you know, in New York. So that's the truth of that stuff. It, it's you know, and and I get all of these ridiculous emails still today, even though I published that article seven years ago. 
well, why would is it illegal if they if they don't want or if they uh, want us to take it? Well, you got to think. Rebellious kids don't do legal substances, so they outlawed it to get you folks to take it. Exactly the opposite of what you think. Like Thomas Pynchon said, if you ask the wrong questions, they don't have to worry about the answers. That's a wrap for me. You got anything else to add, Hans? Uh, yeah, I sent my other email address in the chat to you. Yeah, so I posted it in the uh, thing okay, a while cool. ago. Yeah, yeah, no, that, no, that, that's exactly right. And it, it's so important to see that this is the foundational aspect of without that, this wouldn't be happening now. Yeah. There's no way yeah. this could have been rolled out. We are, um, and so many things tied in with that, just real briefly, the manager of the Grateful Dead, the first manager was a disciple of who? Rules, rules for radicals, right? Yep. Solinsky, Solinsky, you, you know, cultural. The first rule of community organized community disorganization. That whole Alinsky model is being deployed also on the whole society, creating. You know what I mean? So all this stuff. That's you know the warlocks, man. I mean, what they're doing. They're saying you're gonna have a state of ecstasy you'll feel great but you're you're basically debasing yourself you're becoming a self-human sacrifice to the the satanic god so only the you know may you know just like with aztecs the priest and the king and maybe the group of nobility they were just feeding off of the whole mass of the population and that all that debauchery but you're also you're you're giving up your soul, your human essence, you're reverting to an animal. You're no longer, you know what I mean? And the problem is that, you know, people think this is supposed to be healing and they're going to find the way. And it's they, being they, they, they've even call it, they started calling the psychedelic schizophrenogenic uh, psychotomimetic drugs <clears throat> or the suggestions as I rename them. They, they call them medicines now to make them sound healing. You know, what more obvious marketing strategy is there? But uh, I... That's why I took ayahuasca, man, because I had this, uh, you know, I had the car accident. I had some, like, nerve damage. And yeah, the, the Toyota or whatever, right? Yeah, he said it was supposed to, it was going to heal my spine. That's why I fucking did that. Sorry to swear. I did ayahuasca. It's like, and I'm like, dude, like, this is, the guy running it is, he's like, I, I mean, I, it was totally. Same. They admitted it was behind it. The last day they had these upside down cro- double crosses. This, you know, cro- with the purple. So it was, it was like, it was like Rosemary's freaking baby. Seriously. Yeah, wow. It was like this was, and complete- that, that's when you saw Baphomet, isn't it? No, it was the day before. I oh, was, wow. I was, but yeah, no, it, it, it the thing is this pure satanic cult. But the people like my brother who thinks he's like some shaman, and you know, I'm sorry, he's dead. I really am. I. I miss him t- tremendously, but I, you know, he, he, he couldn't see that. I said, dude, this is, he finally, he did some research and okay, well, it may be connected with this guy that was demonic, but he became good as it did because the well-meaning people, when you go too far into that, you can't get back out yep. and yep. you're, you know, and it's how many people have they destroyed with this shit? How many people think that's they're trapped in this meaningless world instead of, you know, going within, instead of going without purifying the mind, the senses, the body, you know, finding the real way they, you know, you basically you you just take all that debasement and, and you, you know, all the problems you have, you shove them in a little box 
and it's like, oh, I'm, I feel great. And all of your problems, they keep growing and growing. And eventually that just comes up and consumes your life. It consumes the lives of those around you. So, you know, like I said, it's something, I mean, it's not abstract to me, um, you know, and, um, but the problem is when people are on that shit, they think they're impervious, right? They won't listen to you. You can't talk to them. They think they're like God. You know what I mean? I become God, man. I'm, I'm dancing with Lord Shiva, you know, you know what I mean? And dude, well, it ties in. All of this ties in exactly with what we did with Kieran and Steve Jones last week. So awesome, man. Yeah. Well, I know we went over time, so I yeah, just let's, want to thank you for a long time. I appreciate it. Um, hopefully I was coherent. Like I said, I'm not. Yeah, you were fine, dude. You sounded great. Let's, uh, let's have you back on sometime soon. We don't have to wait for 15 months, 16 months, whatever it was since the 12th anniversary show. But I plan on doing more, you know, and I really appreciate all of the uh, support and donations in the chat. Please hit the like and subscribe, folks. Please share this work around. Everybody knows I'm shadow banned more than anybody. I used to have one of the top 10 shows in the world, uh, oh, what, 11, 12 years ago. So uh, heavily suppressed to the couple thousand of you that will be allowed to see this. So consider yourselves... Uh, the lucky ones to even get an alert. You know, I know people that will add a subscription and alerts like several times and within weeks it's, it's removed again and they have to go back and re-add it. So, all right, Dr. Hans Utter, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, mind blowing information tonight for those who were here, I'm sure that it really struck a chord and, uh, Share it with those who you care about, and hopefully they can uh, see through to what you know to some of what you and I are talking about here, Hans. We're probably a little deep for some people, but uh, yeah. So yeah, you know, uh, Terrence. He he's calling himself Terrence McKenna in the chat. He should get rid of that avatar. Awful. But uh, he says he lives in Riverside, about twenty-five minutes away from me. Yeah, I'm in Rim. So anyway. Uh, Signing well, off. You know, What's yeah, well, thank God I didn't do the. Uh, I used to be really into McKenna. Thank God I never did the heroic dose. I, I did, know? unfortunately. But uh, oh, I know, I know. Well, I, I, but he never McKenna never did it, man. Oh, I know he, he said, didn't do it. Yeah, he admitted that he had had a bad trip and he stopped doing it. You know, and he had never even done what he told his audience to do. Oh, oh, you know, real quick, in that book, uh, Battle for the Mind, William Sargent, right? So there's a paragraph that's removed on the archive.org PDF version where Sargent talks about, uh, I believe it's um, uh, it's, it's Leary and, um, oh, God, the, the, the Time Life guy. I'm sorry, Paul Wasson. They had a bad trip. Like, Wasson had a terrible trip. Or Gordon Wasson. Gordon Wasson, yeah. So, so he saw that this was really messed up. He promoted it. He did it once in the in the Alpert book. They 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 cut. I mean the Sergeant book. They cut that I have out. Have to go back and but, check that. Yeah, yeah. If you got like if we're like I think of the second or third edition, they started cutting it out. But it says immediately that this stuff is like he could see how detrimental it would be. Yeah. To people. Well, there's and, a book called Atipidora Aphrodite Backwards that says if anybody ever discovered this, they should suppress it immediately because it'll destroy the whole of the world. And uh, here we are, you know, what, since 1957, May 13, uh, and uh, we see it all around us. Signing off from the rim of the world, ladies and gentlemen, the end of episode 206, season 14, 
Number two, good night.